Welcome to Covenant Church's sermon discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the communication director at Covenant, and the preaching pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Good afternoon. I'm Michelle Lichty, and I'm here with Rob Iman. Hello, everybody. Hello, and let me tell you, technology <laughs> is fantastic when it works. <laughs> and oh boy, can it really mess you up when it when they change things? It's um, updated. It makes it better. Just all the updates were just so much better for us. Oh my goodness, I was like. I was so floored. This does not look anything like it did last week. And I wasn't sure if I could figure it out. Well, you, you, were, you were masterful, Michelle. Just <laughs> watching you figure this thing out. I have no idea what you were looking at, but you just, you figured it out. You were masterful. Oh my goodness. I hope it saves the settings now so I don't have to try to remember <laughs> next week what I did. <laughs> not in that case. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> well, here we are. And we are discussing Philippians 3, um, verses 17 through 21. Right. And um, you kind of did your conclusion first and yeah. then went back to the scripture this Sunday. And I didn't know how to take notes. I feel like you, you changing the... the, the uh, the structure of your sermon also changed the way Facebook does and Zoom interact. <laughs> <laughs> so I was actually part of a much larger algorithmic sort of thing that was going on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how much we can mess Michelle this week. <laughs> <laughs> Not in my intent. Well, I know. I know. I'm just giving you grief. I'm just giving you grief. But um, so you were talking about spiritual friendship. Yes. And this is an important topic. Um, I, I loved that you brought Michael and Tony up front and interviewed them and talked about how did you get started? And I loved that Tony talked about, well, the first time I met him, I was kind of a jerk. I yelled <laughs> at Mike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of put words in, in Tony's mouth. But, and then they met again, and then they finally like so it was kind of a I like that it wasn't like an immediate yeah. eating of the minds yeah. yeah and I appreciated also what they shared because um uh I didn't talk much about it but spiritual friends are not just focused on Jesus I mean Jesus is the primary thing they're in but I mean what do they do they go out they go out walks they get you know, shooting together parties together or, uh, dinners and this type of thing together so there's a lot that goes on in the relationship that um it's, it, it's interesting to, to hear what people hear me say, um, you know, in the Monday morning quarterbacking time and go, oh, that was not what I intended. So spiritual <laughs> friendships have a lot of really fun things going on. And at the very core is this awareness of the fact that Christ is the central part of our lives. And we encourage each other in that. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate about Michael and uh, Tony, the fact that they were able to bring that out. <laughs> yeah. And um <clears throat> Yeah, I, I appreciated that too. And that it's, you know, it's, it's a safe relationship where you can talk about hard things. 
right? Oh, definitely. And and those hard things, I, I kind of put them in two different categories, Michelle. One one of those categories is in my inner world. You know, and, and it's interesting, but as we get older, uh, we tend to see more ourselves more and more clearly. We recognize, wow, there's there's a lot of my internal iceberg I've never looked at before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all under the surface. Mm-hmm. And and to be in a spiritual friendship allows me to say to um, I'll just call him Bob, you know, hey Bob, um, I was just working through this the other day. I don't know why, but every time I, this happens, this was what goes on in me. I get angry. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I find myself um, in some way dissing someone in my head, and that's not the way Christ would want me to respond. So there's the internal world that is a safe place to talk, and then there's the external world. And, and that's a hard place to find safety these days. How, how should we as a Christian respond to the immigration crisis that's on the southern border? What's my re- what's my reply to something that the government is doing? How do I how do I work with a vaccine or not vaccine or somebody who wants one and doesn't want one? You know, um, to know that you're that you're safe there, no matter what your opinion is, you're accepted, and you're walking together down the path. So yeah, it's it's a safe place and it's really helpful because it's not just helping me navigate this world; it's helping me navigate this world through a biblical Christocentric lens. Mm. And that, man, someone asked me last week, how do I avoid being caught up in a cult? Mm. And I said, wow, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that can happen, but it's these spiritual friendships. It's the continually um, returning to scripture and does what this leader is, does what this leader teach align with the scripture huge yes and helping you know and and having a spiritual friend who can be who can engage with you on that topic is so helpful yeah and not just not just does the spiritual leader uh teach what aligns with scripture but does the community act in a way that aligns the scripture Mm. uh and you've always got the spectrum you know the, the the extremes and Really, you stay away from the extremes. It's usually somewhere in the middle you find that that sweet spot where where grace and truth, you know, you know, all grace, all truth. No, it's somewhere in here where these two grace and truth are found in tension. So, um, yeah, and the spiritual friends help us do that. Mm-hmm. We're not always exact. I mean, we're not always right, but the fact is, we're going in the right direction. That's what what one of my points was on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what makes the difference for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's kind of like when you're re- learning to ride your bike, hmm. you tend to overcorrect, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. You're like, oh, wait, I'm all truth. I've got to go to grace. I'm not going to go to truth. <laughs> I've got to go to grace. And it's like, okay, no, spiritual friends can help us like those, you know, the corrections. There's always going to be corrections because we are not Jesus walking on earth. And we are not living in heaven. So there's always going to be corrections, but hopefully with spiritual friends and with the Holy Spirit's wisdom, then those corrections become a little less jarring. Yes. Yeah. And you can stay on your bike a little longer. And, and it, is, it, is a, it is a walk of grace and truth um, mm-hmm. where we, where we uh, look at grace truthfully and we speak of truth graciously um, that... Uh, that allows us to find that that life in the tension of that uh, that reality, mm-hmm. um, 
there was so much in this message that I wasn't able to get to. I just want to got what I do is what I do when I write in a message like this is I, I, I start loading things in there and I said, that's not going to fit. I can't, you know, time wise, because really there was, there's a 25 minute window. And if you bring in a five minute testimony, you're talking about a 20 minute message. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, uh, so there, there was some, there's some fantastic stuff in the scriptures, for instance, on the role of a friend in your life. You know, bad company corrupts good morals. There is a warning for you. Do not be a friend of the world. If you make yourself a friend of the world, you are an enemy or at, at enmity with God. Wow, there's a warning there, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, but then, you know, he who walks with the wise will himself become wise. Well, hey, there you go. I mean, there's just, there's, there's, some, <laughs> there's some great uh, things in the scriptures that speak about the benefit of a friend. And then the fact that Jesus called the disciples friends. Hmm. Um, and you think about how one of the highest, highest uh, ways of being able to speak about a person's relationship with God, even in the Old Testament, was he was a friend of God. Hmm. You know, um, uh, spoke with God as a friend face to face. And and that really struck me in, in the preparation of this message, Michelle, in that, you know, so many times I think about my friends and I think about my friends, but, but if God speaks about the, the desired relationship he wants with me, in the role of a friend, then my understanding of friend is probably a whole lot more shallow than it needs to be. Mm. Because what God has in store for us is just stunning when you think about it. If he calls that friendship, wow, I want to raise my bar a little higher for the expectation I have in this world. Oh, yeah. Wow. I hadn't really thought of it that way. But yeah, it's in John 15 where he says, I call you my friends because I forget. I think he said, servant doesn't know what a master is doing, but I've told you what I'm doing. And so you're my friends. And the greatest act of love is that we would lay down our life for a friend. And I, I didn't, I totally misquoted that. (laughs) No, no, no. You, you gave, you gave the Michelle paraphrase. There we go. It communicated clearly. And you were right on target. So good. It was shall paraphrase. <laughs> At one point, I did have John 15 memorized, but it's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many scripture passages I used to have memorized. They still <laughs> pop in. The Holy Spirit, you know, Jesus said what in John 16, that the Spirit will bring to mind everything mm-hmm. I've taught you and, remind, and uh, will teach you all things and, and remind you of everything I've taught you. So trust the Holy Spirit, Michelle. When you need that passage you memorized 25 years ago, it will come back to you. It will. And it will either come back word for word or in the Michelle paraphrase version. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that is stunning that he, like he told them what he was going to do. And that as a friend, his greatest act of love would be to lay down his life on their behalf, which is what he did. And then we do the same for others in the church, right? I mean, right. which is Philippians 2, that we have the same attitude that Christ had. Uh, that we don't take what we have as being for granted, but we lay it down. Wow. I mean, not an, not, an, not just an example, but an empowerment to do what he does. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you take it to another level. This is all the stuff that's in the footnotes. You know, that, <laughs> that, um, uh, that, so, so God calls us friend, which makes the whole friend thing a whole lot deeper than what I usually think it is. Mm-hmm. But then why does God want this kind of relationship with us? It's because we're made in God's image, and that's who God is. We think about the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is when it gets a little bit, you know, in the head, how do we figure this out? But, uh, you know, we we often think about the Trinity 
in economic terms, what the three mm. persons of the Trinity do for us, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, uh, Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer, however you want to put it. Mm-hmm. But we don't often think about the, the Trinity in the social sense. So there's the economic Trinity and the social Trinity. Mm. And the social Trinity describes how each person responds and relates to the other. You know, the Father sends the Son. The Son and the Father send the Spirit. The Spirit's whole purpose is to give glory to the Son, not to Himself, but always to give glory to, to the Son. You know, and and yet and yet there's this beautiful relationship that that God has a friendship with Himself, and mm-hmm. He desires to have that same kind of friendship with those who have been made in His image. John mm-hmm. chapter seventeen, that they might be one. Jesus prayed that they might be one, Father, even as You and I are one. That they might be one. Whoa. Yeah, I and you and you and me and they and us. You know, if mm. if uh, you know if 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 uh, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and shall be done for you. There is a there is a uh, an amazing sense, and this is all wrapped up in this in the word friendship. Mm. Wow, God's mm. triune. He's a he's a friend within himself. He wants a friendship with those made in his image. That's the kind of friendship he wants. Is that unity? And, and we're running around wondering about if we can have friends with a person who's a Cub fan or not, you know? <laughs> you know? Can, I, can I be friends with you because, because you had the vaccine and I don't think it's right to get a vaccine? Oh, come on, man. It's so much more than this. It's, it's so much more than that. Yeah. I would like to hear, um, I, w- I would like to hear, I think you did share a little bit about your experience with spiritual friendship. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, on Sunday morning. Do you have any other stories that you could share? Yeah. Um, you know, so there was the first one back in 1993. I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that it was good to do it. So I gathered three mm-hmm. guys and we met in my basement and, um, and it was rich. Um, and I realized that I needed as the one, as the convener, I needed to take the lead to talk about, to example, to give the example of how deep we were going to go. Mm-hmm. And it and that just opened the door. And I'll tell you, people, Michelle, they're ready to talk. Mm-hmm. They're ready to talk, but it's got to be a safe place, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get back to your question in a second because uh, the key to life transformation is found in a grace and truth community. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we'll we'll use spiritual friends as the grace and truth community. Ideally, the entire church congregation becomes the grace and truth community. That gets a little d- difficult sometimes. But you bring it down to three people, let's say, a triad of friends. That becomes my grace and truth community. They know me and they accept me. They accept me in my sin. They accept me in my pride. They accept me in my, uh, in my fear. They accept me in all my weaknesses. And I've shared my weaknesses with them. They know those things and they still embrace me when they see me. Once that happens, once I reach a place where I understand that I, I'm not going to be judged. I'm not going to be kicked out. I'm going to be embraced and loved and helped on to the next thing that God wants for me. Then all of a sudden, that little, that little grace and truth community becomes the place of transformation. And um, in the spiritual friendship, that's what happens. So that, so that we hold on and hold out together, even when we have different thoughts. Now, sometimes you can get really, really hard conversations. I've had a couple of really hard conversations with spiritual friends where they needed to have a hard conversation with me because I blew it big time. 
Hmm. Or I needed to have something with them because I was holding a bitterness against them for something that they had done that they weren't even aware that they had done it, you know, right over their heads. Mm-hmm. And so, and so as I was sharing after uh, Michael and Tony talked, there are moments when you go through a season where things get really difficult. Mm-hmm. But the but the but the key is that you do not run away from that season. You press into that season because the heat from that relational conflict or that struggle or whatever it is that's, that's blocking you. And sometimes it's not even a relational conflict. It's, you know, I'm afraid of spiders. So if I, I stay away from spiders, well, well, the moment I've got to deal with a spider is the moment I'm, my life changes most. So whatever it is that is the fear or the difficulty that becomes the heat of crucible, the crucible heat for you, um, don't run away from it. Because within that grace and truth community, when you stay firm in that, when you work it out together, um, that's where true life transformation takes place. Mm-hmm. So I've had some really delightful experiences. I've had some really hard trans, some, some really hard experiences. Um, I had one relationship where uh, I felt horribly, still feel horribly betrayed mm-hmm. um, by a spiritual friend whom I had, I had uh, opened up to, and mm-hmm. uh, this person took the information and used it in a way that was not was not would not be good mm. and uh and so um uh, the reason it's still unresolved is because he lives in spokane and i haven't had a chance to talk to him mm. and honestly for the first couple of years after it happened i didn't want to talk to him and that was part of god's transformation in me as well so that spiritual mm. friendship didn't continue because sometimes it can get caustic and you got to know it and it's split off and say okay we're done with this mm-hmm. but by and large um it is a powerful powerful practice and just think about jesus and the disciples right i mean he was he gave his life to those guys and they tried to be you know they they learned how to be honest with him but they still hid it you know <laughs> what are you talking about you might say oh nothing lord we're not talking about it <laughs> you know? well and even jesus was betrayed uh-huh. right yeah. so if if jesus was betrayed then uh, you know I guess we can't be surprised if we're betrayed. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm studying in the book of Genesis right now, and you know, Joseph was betrayed by his brothers. Wow. I mean, talk about a huge betrayal, sold into slavery. And, and, and yet, Joseph was able to trust God with that. Mm-hmm. And... God used Joseph in a mighty, mighty way to save all of Israel and his people. Yeah, and if we, if we, we take that the next step too, because um, if we have a friendship with Jesus, if we have a spiritual friendship with Jesus, and we all do, mm-hmm. um, the quality of it is different for each of us, and it ebbs and flows with time. But if we have a spiritual friendship with Jesus, we can share with Jesus everything and anything. And we include him in those conversations in our physical spiritual friendships as well. But recognize, and this is this is a fascinating thing, and what you said, Michelle, just brings it back to life, that Jesus has experienced everything we can experience emotionally speaking. Okay, so he he doesn't experience the same the same the same physical thing like sexual abuse or something. Right. But 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 the emotions that go along with the traumas that we face in a fallen world he's been through it all chances mm-hmm. are good he lost a parent uh, joseph just disappears off the face of the earth for a little while mm-hmm. which means which means as the firstborn son 
he had to take on the mantle of caring for a family and making ends meet until all the brothers and sisters were raised and out of the household. He um, had, uh, there was another point, he, he was, uh, that just slipped out of my head. There was another really good point. <laughs> but he experienced everything. And Anne once asked me, um, you know, we, we, of course, with a disabled family member, you yeah. know, did Jesus ever experience disability where he couldn't do what he used to be able to do or should, could, yeah. Isn't that like the definition of humanity? Philippians 2, thank you. I mean, yeah, yeah. Jesus gave up his rights as, 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 as God. And there, there were, you know, there had to be times when he like stubbed his toe and go, ah, there it is again, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the other part was that, that I, think, I think Jesus had a really rough childhood because, you know, you look at his brothers, some of the things that the gospel of John, his brothers were ribbing this guy, you know? Anybody who wants to be famous ought to go to this, this feast. And Jesus says, it's not my time yet. And we can tell it. But the brothers even went after him once because he was out of his mind. They were going to go grab him and bring him home, you know? Talk about, he, he's, Jesus, so we can take everything about this fallen world, everything about the struggles we have to the Lord Jesus and to our spiritual friends with Jesus in that mix mm -hmm. and just let the Holy Spirit do his work in our midst. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's good. I, I just want to end with, um, how do you find a spiritual friend? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's uh, so many different ways to say this. The bottom line is it does take a, a request. It doesn't just happen. Mm -hmm. So if God puts on your heart to find a spiritual friend, then act on it. And Begin asking him, Lord Jesus, where is that spiritual friend you would have me find? Mm -hmm. Because there is somebody out there. Uh, begin asking people. Uh, as I said in the sermon, I can't administrate this. I try. I mean, I've mm -hmm. tried to set up ministries where we pull people together and we, you know, anyway, it just doesn't work. It's got to be the Holy Spirit at work. Mm -hmm. so, so if it's on your heart, ask around. Just begin to probe. And then once, once you find someone who's interested, would you be willing to meet with me once a week for 30 minutes just to pray or to share our greatest concern and to pray or to um, read a Bible passage to talk about it or to read a book together or, you know, just, just to, and just begin going deeper with that person. Mm -hmm. I'm really wrestling with my oldest child right now who's this and that. I don't know what to do about it. Would you pray for me? And then you begin to model that openness in a way that is still safe for you because you don't know if you can trust that person yet. And then, and then allow the Holy Spirit to begin to work, work the work. Once, once, you've got, uh, once you've got somebody you're engaged with, yeah, talk to me. I'd love to chat with you. Radonna Fiorini, she'd love to chat with you as well. Um, and, uh, and just see what are, what are the things we can do together? Mm -hmm. uh, how can we take this deeper? And, and then take it slow. Just, just walk it slowly down the road there. Uh, another possibility, because you want to build that trust. Another possibility is there is a specific thing going on in your life. Um, a tragedy has just struck. Uh, you just lost your job. Um, there's been a situation that has brought about the fact that you recognize you don't have the strength anymore to do what needs to be done. And, you know, you're, you're beyond, you're at your wit's end. That's also a great time to say, uh, could you meet with me for a little while and just help me through this time? Mm -hmm. And a spiritual friendship can develop from that. And lastly, be open to somebody talking to you. Um, uh, so Lord, I'm open to it. Uh, I've seen this multiple times. So I'd love a spiritual friend, Lord, but I don't know who to ask. And somebody asks that person, <laughs> you know, because God's right. got this working, you know, the Spirit's working in different hearts. So that it, it's, yeah. 
it, it's, it's hard, it feels hard because there's not a subway map that shows you how to get from point A to point B. Mm. There's not a, you know, we Americans, we love to have, we love to have a, a path, but mm -hmm. this one, this one is a discernment where you just keep your ears open to the Holy Spirit and speak every day to the Lord about it and watch what happens. And don't be, you know, I'll just share a little bit of my experience before we close. Oh yeah, good. I, um, when I lived in Illinois, I felt like I really needed to ask someone for, to be a prayer partner. And I asked a couple of women who I knew really well, and I knew they were prayer partners and our church was, um, it was, was promoting prayer cords. So three, three people together. So I thought, well, perfect. I know them both really well. I'll just join their prayer and we'll create a prayer cord. And they said, no. And I was like, oh my gosh, I did not, I did not expect that. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was really hard emotionally. Oh, yeah. And so I prayed about it and I prayed about it and just was like, okay, God, you're going to have to help me let this go. Cause I felt kind of betrayed. <laughs> I mean, not in a real sense, but in a, in somewhat of a sense. And then, um, and then I, and then I felt like he was telling me to ask this other person. And I was pretty sure we were already good friends and I was pretty sure her answer was going to be yes. And yet when I approached her, my stomach was in knots mm. and I was like, okay, just spit out the words. And it was so hard to spit out the words, but I finally said, would you like to be prayer partners? And she said, oh yes, I would love it. And we started meeting weekly and we've met for three or four years before she moved out of the area. And um, it was such a blessing. It was, it was just amazing. Oh, yeah. And so, but if you're afraid to feel like if, if you start feeling those feelings and think I can't go through with it, you're going to miss out. Yeah. And Good if word. you, and if you're afraid to ask and, and get a no, you're going to miss out. God is with us in the no's as well as in the yeses. Yes. Well said, Michelle. Thank you for that because it is, um, it's, it's not, it's not a slight on you as an individual. It's like the, the Lord, the Lord is just guiding you to another person, right? Uh, but it feels right. like an individual slight. Oh, it does. It feels so hard. <laughs> it really does. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I think it's when, it's when you, um, yeah, when you feel that not in your stomach, when you feel like I can't say these words, like it's you're on the right path you're on the right path give it a shot see what happens it's the yeah. lord it's the yeah. lord's job and and he's the one who's going to walk he's not he's, he's never going to deny you. he's never going to turn he will never turn you down so you know you got one spiritual friend in your corner <laughs> amen and amen all right <laughs> all right on that note we're going to say goodbye thanks for joining us today thanks, for joining us. thanks for all your right, time thank you, Michelle. all, all right. right bye, bye, -bye.